0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be delving into how each of us has an Akashic symbol, how we can discover what it is, and decide how to use it. There's an innocuous-seeming thread which winds through the entire history of humankind, telling of the power in naming things. European legends weave tales of dragons and other creatures who choose not to give out their real names to avoid magic being used against them. Mages and wizards are called by ambiguous names, which could be personal to them, a pseudonym to hide their origins, or a title wreathing them in mystery. Elders of the East blur their origins in similar ways throughout time, sometimes to avoid power struggles, and other times to focus on their teachings rather than their personal life. In various indigenous cultures, it's not uncommon for a person to have multiple names, one which is something descriptive of their personality and can be used with outsiders, another their extended tribe or cultural group, and one which is private to them and connects with the deeper spiritual web. While all this can seem mystical or something from a fantasy novel, a name in embodied life has real power. Just ask anyone who's had their identity stolen. Or any woman who's gone through a divorce and either worked to change her name or decided to carry his. Check with those who have ethnic names as they discover the power it has to prevent them from being hired, renting an apartment, or getting into college. Names also have the ability to empower by allowing us to claim the truth of who we are. They can help us let go of old perceptions of self, claim aspects of our true nature, and state boldly how we intend to step forward on our path. Names, no matter how simple or complex, are symbols which represent an individual. Constructed of vocalized sounds and visual lines, They encode a tremendous amount of information, including culture, geographic area of birth or parent's origin, community affiliation, gender, historical period of childhood, family of origin, and possibly spiritual path. Even the most generic of names, Bob Smith, tells of North American heritage, probable male gender, and middle or working class family background. Naming something has the ability to give us dominion over it, as described in the story of Adam. His being empowered by God to name things displays his status as more powerful than, and caretaker of, all the creatures God has made. It also sets up power dynamics when it comes to the creation of Eve. Is she his equal if he names her like the rest of creation? This power struggle is also seen in the Jewish mythology of Lilith who has become a complex symbol of empowerment, freedom, rebellion, and defiance in her own right. So, while names have power, often they are an ill or incomplete fit. Rarely does a given name include everything about a person, or even what is most relevant about them. They are somewhat like the tabs on a file folder or the name of a computer file. They indicate what may or should be inside, but we can't know for sure until we open them. Underneath the convenient name or symbol, universes await to be explored. However, there is a different type of symbol which is much more capable of representing the entirety of things. Rounds, spheres, or mandala. Most often used in conjunction with spiritual concepts or energy work, Round symbols demonstrate how boundaries both define spaces while inviting interconnection. We talk about this as strength and flexibility, or permeability. The most well-known of these is called the yin-yang symbol. Each half contains part of the other, and each is equal to and interconnected with the other, showing that while we may think of each as opposite to or contradictory, They are in fact interconnected, and only together can they form a healthy world. A round symbol is often seen as both containing and describing the universe by utilizing mathematics, geometry, layering and repetition, color, vibration, and movement to create a key. A key of this nature unlocks an energy pattern much like pushing the power button on a computer or starting an engine. This is in part why specific mandalas are laid into the foundation of Hindu temples, why people are drawn to having Aum mandalas turned into tattoos, and yantras are worn by those who wish to manifest with specific energies. Using something like the flower of life in ceremony or energy work can unlock wisdom and healing by connecting the higher self of the person to the living energy of the universe. Round symbols can be used as keys to unlock energy, abilities, or connections within the individual through the wearing of small versions, such as earrings, pendants, t-shirts, or tattoos. Placing these symbols in our energy field in general, and in specific energy spots in particular, opens us up to our potential while at the same time focusing our efforts and output. When created on a grander scale, They can be used as portals which allow the person to enter into and engage with the universe in a variety of ways. This is the power of walking labyrinths, working with medicine wheels, or even spending time at Stonehenge. As each of us is created of a small piece of divinity, which is interconnected with the entirety of the universe, and as each of us is a universe unto ourselves creating worlds of beauty and complexity through the intermingling of our soul with physical matter, we each have a round symbol, mandala or yantra, which represents who we have been, are, and are becoming in this embodied life. Unlike a name, which is a small and limited container, unable to hold the rich tapestry of an entire embodied life, This symbol shows all aspects of us from the spiritual to the intellectual, from the physical to the emotional. It weaves these together to show how each is interconnected with the other, creating harmony or dissonance. It shows how we connect with others in all aspects, or don't, what we have come here to do and be, how we are manifesting this into being, and what we have yet to accomplish. There are times when these symbols, in whole or in part, come to people in dreams seeming like a beacon which lights the path forward through a difficult transition into a new phase of life. It's fairly common for them to appear during ceremony, journeys, or when someone is working with plant medicines for spiritual practice. They also come to healers when a client is in need of support in returning to themselves and bringing aspects of themselves back to wholeness. However, anyone can access their personal symbol consciously, and it's one of the more powerful tools for fully manifesting your soul's path into embodied life. Those who are artists or automatic writers can invite their symbol to flow through their hands to whatever artistic medium they prefer. Manifestors can put out a request to have their symbol brought to them or be pointed to where they can find it. Many Akashic records or soul books have large mandala-style round symbols on their front cover, along with embossed text. Most students have difficulty deciphering these symbols and, after trying to work with them a few times, simply give up on them as unreadable or irrelevant. Yet, they are the symbol which represents the student's soul. They could be the key to understanding this lifetime and the self beyond it. There are reference books in the Akashic Library which discuss these symbols, including the various types of information they convey, how they're encoded into such symbols, as well as the symbol iconography of angels and several other beings which use this system regularly. Learning, or remembering, how this works can give the student information they need to start making sense of their book's symbol and hence of themselves round symbols can also indicate associations. Much like family crests or the guild symbols from medieval Europe, they encode a great deal of meaning into a series of interconnected images. Native American tribes use this type of communication to decorate shields, which are less about defense and more a means of expressing who the person is and how they interact with the world. For example, A shield with crows and buffalo speaks of a very serious, service-oriented person with a curious mind who more than likely has spiritual gifts and may work as a healer, but have no sense of humor. Someone else with deer and hawk can have a quick hand and eye making them gifted in crafts and games, but leave them with no heart for long-term projects. Souls who are not currently embodied utilize the energy form of a round or circle displayed in the center of their chest as a means of indicating their associations, relationships, roles, and service orientation. This is the closest thing most souls have to a name, as there is simply no need for one outside of embodied life. Names are a convention only useful for those who are encased in flesh and unable to communicate instantaneously by merging with other beings simultaneously. These round symbols are highly detailed conversations, which are constantly updating who the person is, what they are currently responsible for, or what role they inhabit. This causes the symbol to act somewhat like pictures in the Harry Potter movies, the various details moving and interacting with each other, allowing the viewer to intake volumes of information about the other at a glance without needing to stop and interact. Like a fireman's badge and uniform, The symbol explains who the soul is, what they're doing and being, what we can expect from them, and how to approach if we wish to connect. Not all souls, nor all soul books, will have a round symbol. These rounds are not something assigned to everyone, but instead are acquired as a soul matures and enters into service. If you notice one on your book, I recommend you ask your librarian for help reading it. More than likely, they'll bring you another book, which can seem annoying or like a non-answer, but go with it. This new book will be smaller, newer-looking, probably brightly colored, and enticing, as it's a manual or how-to guide for the career your soul has when not embodied. This will explain the primary role or association being displayed in the symbol. For most, it's easier to work with this round symbol in their Akashic room. This can be done in a variety of ways. You can ask to have it projected onto a blank wall if you want to study it as a visual. This makes it somewhat easier to see repeating patterns, which are positive and attempting to emerge, or negative patterns, which are causing disruption. You can also ask to see it on your dining room or coffee table. It will appear as if it were carved there so you can feel it with your hands and trace it with your fingers. This gives you the added ability to feel where the energy flows robustly and where it's hitting interference. For a more immersive experience, I recommend asking to have it display on the floor. Any blank space on the floor will work, but I tend to clear a large space for this or move out to the outdoor space beyond the room, so it can be displayed large enough for walking through like a maze. This allows the person to enter into the symbol and have it present its wisdom, much like reliving a past life record or working with the current life note section of their soul book. The person can drill down into a particular issue, lesson, or situation depending on where they walk or what they touch. They can follow the curve of relationships and processes already in motion, or look at the web of possibility being formed from the choices they're making in their now. Working with a personal round symbol rebalances our normal mixture of mind, body, soul, and emotions, bringing the soul's voice from its usual whisper to something that is strong and clear. It awakens the body to remember its deep connection with the soul and can help us download more of who we wish to be into our energy centers. Manifesting it, or whatever part of it we want to work with, into the physical, allows us to weave this into our daily life in any number of ways. From visual art to jewelry, from statues to mazes, these symbols can help us be mindful of all we are as well as support us materially in our becoming. So while names are symbols which seek to define us, can work to control us, and even trap us in ways we may work a lifetime to unbind, They are often ill-fitting and too small to encompass all we are. The round symbol which fully represents our unique spark of divinity in this life is a key which we can use to unlock our potential, encourage us to heal, and support us unfolding our path. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be discussing what an Akashic Record or Soul Book is and taking a quick tour of the information you can access there and how to do so. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.